Hi friends, this is Jim Hannes of Inside Out Youth Ministries at Christ Temple Church. Join us as we begin a study on the kingdom. This message comes from August the 16th as we talked about Luke chapter 16, verse 16. We hope you enjoy and are impacted by this word. Cameron came by the office. Was it Thursday you came in and we just enjoyed the presence of God together? Was it Thursday? Cameron came in and he's so full of the Spirit. And he just walked into the office and it just totally totally filled the room in my office. And I just had to push aside everything I was working on and just enjoy God's presence for a while. You know, the Bible tells us that in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. If you don't have joy in your life, guys, check your time you're spending in his presence. Because there's fullness of joy there. Amen? I want to start tonight. We're going to this is probably going to take quite a few weeks. Like I said, it's some revelation that God's been showing me. We're going to be talking about the kingdom, all right? And <clears throat> this is going to be the foundational scripture that we're going to hold on to. You can go to the next one, Is Someone want to read it? I will. All right, Harrison. Luke sixteen sixteen, The law and the prophets were until John. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God is preached, and everyone forces his way into it. That's the English Standard Version. I want you to read it out of the Passion also. But we're gonna, this is the foundation of what we're going to be talking about, okay? Read it out of the Passion. You should know this by memory. No, I'm teasing Harrison. The law of Moses and the revelation of the prophets have prepared you for the arrival of the kingdom realm announced by John. And now when this, is wonderful, when this wonderful news of God's kingdom realm is preached, people's hearts burn with extreme passion to press in and receive it. Amen. Izzy, go back to the, the previous slide. It's okay, Harrison. You can, we're done. Okay. Good job. So I was reading the scripture and, and, you know, just reading through Luke and uh, I got on this scripture, Luke 16, 16, and it just totally began to mess with me, all right? So I'm reading it, Holy Spirit comes to me, starts showing me some things, gets me going on different avenues and venues of scripture. And I just like so heavy on me that there's some things that we need to know. And we're going to start tonight by talking about the kingdom of God. And this is going to, like I said, this is the foundational scripture. So up until the time of John the Baptist, Harrison, you can play John the Baptist. Harrison is John the Baptist. Ryan, you got to play Jesus. Yeah. Ryan is Jesus, can you tell? He's got the beautiful hair, though. All right? So, John the Baptist was what the Scriptures tell us was a forerunner of Christ. 
All right? And what John the Baptist did was he preached repentance. And he baptized people through a baptism of repentance. All right? Then there was one day that John noticed that there was this wonderful man come walking towards him. Come on, Ryan, walk right towards him. That's my cue. Hello, yeah. Man. Unplanned, totally off the cuff, okay? John, at this moment, begins to prophesy who this person standing in front of him is. Are you the Christ? I need to be baptized of you, not me baptizing you. You're the one who should be baptizing me. If yeah. So Jesus is baptized by John. We're not going to throw any water down for you to dunk him or anything like that. But at this moment, all right, John is taken out of the picture. Up until this time, the law and the prophets had been preached up until the time of John. What was the law and the prophets preaching about? Something to come. Something to come. Jesus was the something to come. Amen? So we're preaching about him. All right, you're getting some. The kingdom, yeah. Ryan did an amazing Jesus. Has the church, has the church still been living in the time of John? waiting for something to come. When in reality, what we've been waiting on is here now. It's here now. Next part of this really messed me up. And it said they began preaching the kingdom of God and everyone forced his way into it. We can't even get people, we say, hey, will you go to church with us? We can't even get them to come to church. We shouldn't be asking people to come to church. We should be preaching the gospel of Jesus to get them saved so they want to come to a church. Amen? How is it, think about this. Fast forward to the book of Acts. John, or I'm sorry, Paul begins to preach in Asia. And there's a million people saved. One million people or more is what they documented in the book of Acts that Paul reached with the gospel. And think about this, guys. He didn't have social media like we have. He didn't have the internet. He didn't have transportation. He didn't have fine sound systems, big screens lighting, all that stuff. But he reached a million people. What was he preaching? Jesus. Jesus. He wasn't saying, would you come to my temple? He was literally preaching t Jesus. How can one man reach a million people? Very charismatic. That's why they call it the charismatic church. 
Back then it was just called the Ecclesia. We'll get into that next week. And I've got some things to share with you, the Ecclesia, what that means. But what are we waiting on? What are we waiting on? Jordan, what are we waiting on instead of telling people about Jesus? We expect somebody else to do it for us? What do you think, Glenn? What are we waiting on? You know, we, we hear prayers all the time. God, send revival, send revival. God's already done that. When are we going to start living it? When are we going to start living it? You know, back in the 90s, some good friends of Kendra and I's, Jaron and Becky Davis, they wrote a song called Send It On Down. Israel, you don't have to play it, so it's okay. Send it on down. And it was a prayer song. Send it on down, send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. And I'm like, I love your music, but that song, that's already happened. Why are we still praying for God to send something that has been here for ages or years, but we haven't utilized the Holy Spirit and we're asking him to send it down. Are you guys listening? You, are you catching what's in my heart? Can you feel that? We're not waiting for the new improved thing to come. Because everything he does is new. And it improves us. Why are we waiting for something to come when it's already here? Isaiah, is that a high state on your face? Hate that for you. Yeah. What, what are we waiting on, Isaiah? What are we waiting on? You have the Holy Spirit inside of you, right? Yeah. What are we waiting on? Why are we so afraid to talk about the very thing that gave us life and life more abundantly? Paul! Harrison, do you think he was ridiculed? Yeah. Back then we didn't have media, like you said, so therefore people weren't influenced as easily by others. So if, but here's the thing. How easy is it to turn media off? Shut it off. Yeah. The problem is you can't get one million people to just do that nowadays and I, listen. Harrison, I understand that. But if this happened then, he's not changed. It could happen today. It's just how we view today. Are we still hearing the law and the prophets preached to us, waiting for something to happen or something to come? Or do we realize it has come and for us to engage in what has come? Amen. I'm not preaching at you. You know that. You know no, my. Of course. I mean, you are a youth pastor, so it's kind of your job. But... Well, yeah, yeah. It really is, Harrison. 
Let me ask you this. <clears throat> I want you to get your phones out. No, we can't be playing games. No games. I want you to do something. I want, to, want you to go on the last social media site that you were on, and I want you to see what your last post was that you did. So, <clears throat> a lot of different things that you guys have posted. A lot of different things you celebrated and things like that. How many times, if you went back over your social media post, do you talk about Jesus? I want you to do this. I want you to get whatever social media platform you use, bring it up. You have to know revival is here, and I carry revival. All right? And I want you to post this. Jesus loves you. You may turn around one of your friends just by posting that. Nothing wrong with posting a duck, but Jesus loves you may help somebody. Unless they're hungry and they see the duck and they go get something to eat. Maybe some duck, okay? Ducky, if you guys ever had duck, it's kind of greasy. Yeah. Jesus loves you. So, let me ask you this. How hard was that? How hard was that? How hard was that? Austin, how hard, how hard was that? Wasn't hard at all. You already got a like? Arabella. <clears throat> how hard was that? Paul didn't have what you guys have, but he was able to reach a million people. Now, let me ask you a question. Now, here's the real question. How many of you actually did what I asked you to do? How many of you actually did what I asked you to do? We have an opportunity every day of our lives to show Jesus to somebody. Who are you going to share it with? That should be the first thing you post on any social media platform ever. Jesus loves you. First thing you put on your Facebook or your Snapchat or whatever you use. If you do TikTok, put a video out there of you saying... Jesus loves you. So, you have an opportunity every day, every day, guys, to just show Jesus to somebody. That's the kingdom of God. We'll get into more detail what that is. And I'm going to make it really easy for you to understand the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy. And I'll help you understand that really simple. But it starts tonight. We've got to quit living for something to come. It's here and it's now. I have a hat. Simply says, I am revival. 
I'm going to give this to somebody who says that they would wear it every day to let people know I represent revival in my generation. And I say, Jesus loves me. Dakota, if when you came to us, I'm not going to say anything about how you came, but if we were still looking for something to come, would we have been able to minister you the way that these guys have ministered to you? It's because inside of the people that he's connected with, they know that what's inside of them, the kingdom of God, is what you needed. Amen? Amen. Amen. Next week, we'll go deeper into it. We're going to talk about the Ecclesia next week. Anybody know what the Ecclesia is? No. It was a good guess, yeah. And ha- what'd you say, Glenn? It is the church, but it's not what you think the church is. Okay? Because I want you to think about this. When Jesus said that, there were two types of churches he could have mentioned the temple and a synagogue, but he didn't mention anything about those. So we'll get into that next week, okay? Let's pray. God, I thank you for the young men and women that are here. I pray that you'll bless them tonight and this rest of this week. Let us realize that we carry revival. It's in us and it's for us. I speak life over everyone here. In Jesus' name, amen. We have to begin seeing the kingdom is here and that it is not something we're waiting on to come. Declaration. Glenn, lead us in this. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You know, a lot of times that prayer, the Lord's Prayer, is spoken by uh, sports teams. It's spoken by cheerleaders. It's spoken by band members. It's spoken at a lot of different venues. But a lot of times it's not spoken with the reality that his kingdom is here on the earth now. And they don't even realize that they're making a decree that his kingdom is here on the earth. Amen. God bless you guys. Rack your chairs.